we start thinking of businesses as communities now, as opposed to just one-to-one. No one wants to do a one-to-one business model forever. So you've got to be thinking one-to-one to start with one-to-many model, two, three years down the track. How's that look? So starting with the community um, and making it easier for themselves, really. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Jonathan. It's so great to have you joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me on, Samantha. I've been looking forward to this. Excellent. That's always a good thing to hear. <laughs> it would be a bit nerve-wracking if someone said, oh, well, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just speak my mind. So, yeah, that's Absolutely. brilliant to be here. <laughs> that's why we get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you start off by talking about or sharing with the listeners what it is that you do and the kind of people that you work with. And then that just gives us a little bit of a starting point to uh, dive into today's topic a little deeper. Yeah. So we run a boutique type company here, digital agency called the Online Business Accelerator. It's all about simplifying uh, your marketing online, making your life that much easier. Uh, So we're basically working with a number of different service-based type businesses, but they predominantly tend to be in the education space, consultancy, uh, coaching, and there are some B2C, but uh, mostly B2B type businesses. Uh, And really just, um, it's about sort of taking, because I come from a health background, uh, it's about taking holistic type of view of their business and rather than taking the traditional agency approach where they try and chuck everything but the kitchen Mm -hmm. sink at you and, you know, we look at their business, look at what they're doing, try and find those, those holes or bottlenecks, if you like, that we can help them overcome or plug uh, so that, you know, they could find that weakest link to make them that much stronger over a 90 day period. Love it. Love it. And marketing is a holistic approach. You know, I hear a lot of people saying, I need to run some Facebook ads or some Google ads. I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. And nine times out of 10, it's because people need more leads. Well, this is when I say nine times out of 10 with the people I speak to, not as a general market. And what ends up happening after a conversation is that maybe they're not quite sure what their service offering is, or they're not quite sure what their message is. And really that, you know, they need to start off working somewhere else first before they get there. And if you don't look at marketing as a, as a holistic approach, you can just throw a lot of money away. You can. And it's kind of sort of paying for the results as opposed to doing the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you sort of trade off a paying for instead of doing the time. And that's a totally flawed way of doing it in business, as both you and I know. You know uh-huh. You've got to be disciplined. You've got to do that deeper work on your ideal client avatar. Uh, you've got to know who you're talking to and who's actually going to listen to you because otherwise, you're, A, you attract the wrong type of clients. B, it's the advertising is very expensive. And see, you just go off on this big path of trial and terror. Mm. Um, trial and terror. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so many business. And that's, of course, time and energy and expense. So, yeah, 
You've got to know who you're talking to. Absolutely. So obviously there's things are a little bit crazy in the world at the moment. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't need to go too much into that. We know that, <laughs> yeah. that uh, we're not in a, a normal time. No. What, what do you think the biggest opportunity is right now from a business level? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. And I've been on a couple of interviews recently and um, kind of, to sort of come circle back to this type of question. I, I think a lot of it starts with connection and connection with the audience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking about, I mean, if we're talking about the business level, it's really thinking about your audience, what they're going through and having a great degree of empathy and understanding to what their needs are and how their behaviors and consumer needs have shifted over the last four months. And I think a lot of that has to come from, you know, the business I have to be sending out, whether it's a survey or a quiz or, or whatever, just to kind of gauge where the market's at, where what the, the sort of general feeling is with your audience. I think that is absolutely critical right now because I see so many businesses and marketers doing same thing that they were doing four months ago mm-hmm. with the same message and that is just falling on deaf ears and you're actually losing clients by because it does now come across insensitive if you're yeah. still peddling the same message that you were four months ago so yeah that's connection is a big thing and understanding empathy really it starts there before you start thinking well i need this product i need this service i need to pivot like this you know just actually understand your audience where they're at and what they need Mm. And I, you know, taking that deeper into what you just said, then just so that people really heard that it's not about taking it deeper into what the audience needs without actually knowing. I think it's, it really is about connecting on a deeper level. And I think that I personally think that, I mean, you and I know automations where it's at, we need to be able to automate to scale our business. But the thing that we can't automate is human connection and jumping on a Zoom call, you know, reaching out to people to say, how are you going? How can I help? I mean, not with the same message of, oh, it's unprecedented times. How are you going? You know, like I've got 20 of those and you know, they're sort of just a copy and paste, but yeah, something that you have done very well, you know, reaching out, how are you going? Do you need help with anything? Yeah. Is such a big opportunity right now. Yeah, it really is. And it really shows who you are as a human being, first and foremost, and that Mm. you give an SHIT, which, you know, is extremely important. People need to know that, that you do, and that you're not just about business as usual and trying to exploit, you know, the current climate. It's not about that. You've, You've really got to put your kind of, okay, how can I provide? How can I serve, you know, you right now? Um, and there's a number of ways of doing that. And it really, you know, the law of reciprocity does come into play here because the more you do that and take the time to do it, the more you get the feedback necessary to then go, well, actually, I could restructure here and that could be a very successful part of my business that I never had, create a different business model effectively. And, you know, I see a lot of people pivoting the wrong way. they pivoting mm-hmm. from their perspective rather than their audience's perspective mm. and or they're copycatting. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. another oh, business totally. and going, okay, well, that's what they're doing. I'll do that. And that's just a totally flawed perspective again. I'm seeing lots of it the, the past few months. And I think it's like this panic, you know, people have hit the panic button and instead of yeah. pausing and pulling 
back and thinking about it and then really coming up with a plan and moving forward again is just this, oh my goodness, I've got to keep going and I'll just copy that person. So I keep going. And, and, you know, I think what you've just said there is so valuable in that what we need to do is create something that's unique, unique for us, even that if you think it's like, you know, the way that someone else is doing it is how is the way you're doing whatever it is different so that you're tapping into, you know, who you are. Yeah, definitely a moment for leadership as well, Samantha, you know, for people to rise up, have a voice, you know, with their own core values and put those in belief and get out there, be visible and, you know, show that you can inspire people as well mm-hmm. because there's a great you know in all adversity there's opportunity and right now the opportunity is to be present be live be real be online and you know i know a lot of businesses and marketers again that are doing this really well and they're seeing massive growth like mm. yourself actually mm. you know with your know, people just flocking to authentic leaders and voices so Absolutely. I um, wanted to touch on a yes. word that you used just a little bit ago because I don't want to leave this untouched. You said, you know, it's a time to serve. It's not a time to exploit. And I think that some people are taking this in a different way. Can you explain yeah. more about what you mean by exploit? Because as business owners, we still need to be making yes. money. So where's that yeah. line? Well, again, that's... I've just thrown you, I've thrown you under the bus there. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all good. I, I had an interview earlier and I threw my interviewee under the bus on the first question. So, you know, it's like I said, oh, there you go. karma. karma. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think that is all subjective and that all comes down to our own personal core values and largely. For me, I can only talk about myself. Obviously, my core values, for me, I feel a great empathy for small businesses out there. Um, we have a coffee shop right next to you. You open that door there. There's a coffee shop owner. She's a single mum. You know, she's just about to lose her business. And mm. so that sort of stuff is what resonates with me. And um, I guess we've done the research. We've put a lot of um, time into sending surveys out to our respective audiences. And we've got a lot of different information come back. And from that, really, we haven't just gone, okay, well, okay, here we can, we can use that information, manipulate that to sell this, you know, mm-hmm. type product and this higher type, um, whatever it is, program, coaching yep. model or whatever. We've kind of taken it and gone, okay, well, what could we do to serve a wider audience? What could we do to serve the people that are maybe just dropped 20 to 30% in revenue over the last four months? But what can we also do to the people that have just lost their job? What mm. can we do? for the people that are just about, you know, done in their business and moving on to starting another one. So we're looking across the playing field and trying to find ways in which to be relevant to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one to answer. I I have to say, because if you'd asked me that question maybe 10 years ago, I'd have probably had a very different answer to the one I've just given you. But mm. 10 um, years ago was a very different world too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it is something that I wanted to touch on because I think that, and you're right, totally subjective, which is why I wanted to sort of open that up because some people hear the word serve and think that that just means giving away my services for free, but we can serve and still be remunerated for what we do. And that I think that exploiting is where the spotlight is on 
you know, on you or, you know, on ourself. Yeah. We're creating yeah. something yeah. without giving any thought to the people in our world and just so yeah. that we can sell something and we can get the money. But I think that yeah. the opposite of serving is, well, we still can charge for our services, but we're really, you know, looking at it through the eyes of the people, our audience. How can we help them? And that it doesn't exactly. mean that we have to give it yeah. away for free. It just means that the focus yes. is on our audience. And I know that a lot of people have struggled yes. with that. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that feel, you know, have that sort of negativity around asking for money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in, in times like this. But, you know, if you can't serve others, if you're not serving yourself. So you can't be healthy if you're not healthy. Sorry, you can't provide health to others and wealth if you're not healthy yourself. So. Yeah. There has to be a, an amount of selfishness there, but in a good way to be able to serve others. Mm. And I think you just nailed it as well. You said, you know, it's the difference between exploitation and serving is the actual effort that you make to understand what your marketplace needs and then doing that versus, okay, well, you know, I can, you know, bypass that process and just, I know people are in fear so I can create a solution here to make money from it. Mm. You know, it's just two different schools of thought there. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Totally. I know that when, you know, when things started getting crazy in the world, my husband, who's also my business partner, you know, we sat down and went, all right, well, you know, let's stop. Let's have a think. What is it that we're trying to create here? What is it that we need to do differently? And a very big part of our conversation was, well, our economy needs to move. We need to keep it moving, right? There's still the same yeah. amount of money in the world. It's, you know, this is a wealth distribution event that we're going through right now. Obviously, there's a health crisis, but there's also an economic financial crisis. And, totally. you know, for us, it was how do we make sure that as many people as possible are looked after? But for the people that do have jobs, how can we grow our business to make sure that we can employ, you know, as many people as possible? So it was, there was a sort of this two-pronged approach and that was very much, okay, well now, how do we achieve that? That's the vision. Now, what do we achieve? I'd love to know what your vision and mission is right now. Yeah. Well, mission right now is to serve as many small businesses as possible in the whole online space and to help them build a viable sales system that brings in revenue Mm. and uh, first of all you know gets them at a place of survival um, surviving to thrive Mm -hmm. and we're doing that in a number of different ways creating some software that's going to you know go across the whole business landscape b2b b2c and it's going to be uh, an all-in-one website landing page and course builder with a number of real kind of cool marketing tools that basically just help small business on a very affordable level just get out there online and you know probably save themselves a few hundred dollars a month in the mm-hmm. process so but we're building a big community around that collaborating with some smart sharp minds like yourself mm-hmm. and you know having you know, that value there and that support there, that network there, because for us, you know, it's, it's all very well providing a tool or a, or a magic, you know, solution. But the biggest thing that small businesses need right now is a network, uh, support network with, you know, different services, different values and people that they can really sort of trust and tap into mm. as and when they grow. Mm. So, yeah, our mission is really to build a, a community 
around that course commander, it's called, so the course commander software that we're creating. And so that because we're seeing big shifts in the holy learning uh, spaces, you you're know. funny about that. <laughs> I don't know I if don't you're know aware why. of that. <laughs> yes. So in a way, it feels intuitively, spiritually right to be doing this because we're providing something, you know, in, in the realm of reality where people are actually, you know, what they're going to be needing and, you know, what the stuff that they're going to actually be using in this new space, this new world. I'm not calling it new normal. No. Uh, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> did you see my post or did you just say that? <laughs> no, I know you're not a big fan of new normal. Nah, there's, there's, nah. no, there's, there's no normal. There for was a never start, an old there was normal. no normal. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. uh, there can be a new normal, I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway. Absolutely. That's, that's another perspective uh, debate, that one, isn't it? Yeah. I love that mission of creating community. And this is something that I've noticed over the last couple of months. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but a shift of some of the big gurus that are out there doing their own thing. And all of a sudden people, you know, really coming together, whether you call it tribes, communities, movements, whatever word it is that resonates, that there's people that have really, I think, been doing the foundational work. And when I say foundational work, I'm actually not talking on a business level. I'm talking on a real, like a, a person, a human level. And I feel that there's this rise up of people that have, you know, in air quotes, done the work and they're coming together. Have you noticed the same sort of thing? I have. It's interesting because those people are very conspicuous, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I tell you, the other people that are very conspicuous is those that haven't risen up as well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are a lot of like alluded to before, there are a lot of leaders and influencers, um, so-called influencers, that have very much gone underground and very quiet oh, during this time. Yeah. And I just personally think it's the wrong time to do that. I think, you know, we're in a humanity crisis as much mm-hmm. as anything mm-hmm. else as business. Now, if you're an authentic leader and you've got aspirations to lead and aspire others, you have to be out there talking. You have to be leading right now. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I've definitely seen that, Samantha, and it's fantastic to see it. There's a lot of work going on on a spiritual level for sure. And it, it's interesting because like I said before, you know, out of adversity, there's always opportunity. And I feel on a spiritual level, there's massive, you know, scope for growth here mm-hmm. uh, to be able to really explore ourselves and tap into who we are learn about ourselves so that we can serve people better and empathize and listen and you know solve people's problems on a you know greater scale Mm. so it's very easy to see the people that are doing that and yeah they there's a lot of collaboration there's a lot of great uh, communities that have been born from this and um yeah the one thing i really enjoy seeing and feeling is that sort of small business tight-knit small business being a family you know small Mm. business family as -hmm. opposed to you know everyone's competing off each other and batting for you know first place ads and it's it's not like that it's a small business family and we should you know and this time is really towards that yeah it's about collaboration not competition totally totally Mm. where can you see so we talked about the opportunities for business owners 
Yeah. Can you see, you know, through this financial crisis that we're heading into or, you know, our certainly have started to be in, do you see this as being a new rise of the entrepreneur? You know, we saw it back in 2008 when there's no jobs. You know, do you see that more people are going to be coming into this online space? Yes, I do. I really do. As long as there's an online space and as long as people can sell stuff online, yes, I do believe that. And there's no laws or regulations that are pushed through stopping people from selling online. Um, I have been hearing stuff, but I'm not going to go into it. Um, But yeah, I do believe there's a massive opportunity and I do believe a lot of people, like I said, are doing the work, they're questioning what they want and they're questioning their time they spend with their family. And I say there's a lot of parents and kids spending time with each other and then suddenly they're back at school and it's Mm. like oh actually is that the sort of you know the reality that I want now and I think there's a lot of people thinking about monetizing their skill sets and expertise and whether they're in business right now or not whether they're an employee or a fired employee that you know they're thinking because my personal belief is that we're all educators we're all coaches we can all provide value to one another. The e-learning industry, as you very, very well know, is absolutely in boom. Mm-hmm. I would say the whole virtualization of the world has probably sped up three or four years over the last four yeah, months. totally agree with that. <laughs> totally agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah. And you've got uh, research and markets saying that, you know, $325 billion industry by... 2024 2025 you know the holy learning mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and i agree with that and i mean we're seeing online school learning now and you know as much as anything else and right now is the time to be doing that be thinking that way and i think a lot of people are absolutely i know that i've been researching this for so many years and one of the stats that i've been looking at was that by the year 2050 that 80% of the world's population will be freelance I think that that's going to be sped up way more. I think we're going to be there way sooner than 2050. I never saw it happening this way, let me tell you. (laughs) No, no. We had to have the the carpet literally pulled out from underneath our feet for this to happen. But, Mm. yeah. Super interesting, I I, I totally agree. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So where's the opportunity for people that either have, you know, just started dabbling in this or, you know, coming into this online space? Where yeah. should people be focusing right now to start building these knowledge-based businesses? Depends really where they're at, I guess, right now. I mean, if they, say, have a brick-and-mortar business already, uh, then that's an easy one to answer straight mm-hmm. off. I mean, give you an idea of one of my clients. I've been working with a, a dentist here in Auckland. So we've been working on pivoting their business into a subscription-based model. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go alongside, obviously, the, the practice model, but they're selling $195 a month and just membership, which basically just includes, call it the VIP patient club, and mm-hmm. includes sort of discounts on products, uh, discounts on sort of higher ticket treatments. Mm-hmm. And there's resources, there's newsletters and stuff in there, videos. Um, but out of nothing, out of thin air, stuff that he was already providing to his clients, you know, uh-huh. turned into a $195 a month VIP patient club and now doing $3,000 a month. It's an extra $35,000 of revenue and growing mm-hmm. per year. And it's, you know, that's just one of the most simplistic examples. Um, I've got another client, wealth creation business strategist, um, done a very similar thing, 
you know, they've amalgamated a lot of their sort of paying client PDF resources, guides. Um, they've got some software as well, some sort of self-evaluation type software. So they've created more of a type of repository type membership. And the beauty of this is they've just gone to existing clients and mm -hmm. providing this as a monthly service. So mm. I'm seeing a lot of that type, have, that's what I call low leverage, you know, type sort of pivoting um, with the subscription side of things. But people that are just, I guess, coming into business, it's obviously a totally different consideration and that's really where you know they need to be reaching out to people like you and i yeah <laughs> and totally. probably getting someone that knows what it takes and uh, getting a mentor or you know certainly kind of doing the groundwork and the research and the you know the client avatar research before they do anything before they mm. waste any advertising dollar make mm. sure there's an actual need a problem out there for you to provide the solution um, mm. before you do anything and I think we talked about in the last interview you know if you're going to run a program make sure there's an actual kind of need get people putting some money down on a mm. program before you create that program and then you've got the accountability to go and create it and it's you know it's a similar type thing to a business yeah um, and it's not starting. just knowing that there's a need out there there probably is a need if you've got the yeah. idea there probably is I think the biggest problem that I see is people not understanding how to get that message across or how to articulate yeah. that message so that people actually hear it yeah. you know you can have two people doing exactly the same program one can be like killing it and when the other one's like scrambling for leads and it's yeah. just about you know helping getting that message across in a way that's clearly understood yeah, but I think you yeah, totally, absolutely. And then and again, when I say groundwork, it's about, you know, from the, the research that you do coming out with the right message, make mm. sure it's actually resonating with the people that you want to attract into your audience. Mm. And I think they've got to be thinking community as well. Going back to tribe and communities, like we start thinking of businesses as communities now, as opposed to just one-to-one, -one. you know, no one wants to do a one-to-one -one business model forever, unless yeah, you love exactly business right. that much and you just want to be self-employed all your life. Yeah, no one yeah. wants to be doing it. So you've got to be thinking one-to-one -to, -one to start with one-to-many model, you know, two, three years down the track, how's that look? So starting with the community um, and making it easier for themselves really totally you dropped a couple of bits of gold that i want to go back to because oh, again <laughs> like you, you're dropping all these value bombs and i don't want people to miss what you're saying okay you, you said oh cool you're thinking <laughs> i didn't know that no i've got no <laughs> idea i'm just buttering on <laughs> you said that you know one of the things to do is go back to your existing clients which is right. just such a simple thing that so many people forget and that's, you know, people that have already worked with you and are existing or even have worked with you are way more likely to, to sign up to something else. So going back to existing clients and also tapping into the collateral that you already have. Most of us have got years and years and years of information and blog posts and workbooks and lead magnets and webinars and interviews. And we forget to go back and use these pieces of the collateral again. And I yeah. think that so many people try and, you know, recreate the wheel when they've already got existing clients and existing collateral. They do. It's, it's so easy to, you know, go through that Rolodex of clients that you've had over the last 12 months. You know, it's called your invoice system. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just go and find people that you, you know, go and find the, find the clients, especially the clients that you've got great results for, you know. Uh -huh. 
they love to hear from you. They want to hear from you. You know, they, Absolutely. they've forgotten about you because their life's taken its path and it's, they're doing their thing. But as soon as you check in with them, you, you've elevated yourself again in their you know, mind because you're sort of thinking, oh, okay, well, I actually care about you 12 months down track. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. And a low I- ticket sort of service is it's the best time to sell a lower ticket. And when I say lower ticket, you know, anything from 95 to 500 a month that type of sort of price point to clients that have, you know, previously been paying you sort of thousands or tens of thousands over the year. Mm, Totally. It was interesting. I was on a a call with a client yesterday and she was talking about an online program that she runs and we were talking about case studies and the use of case studies in your work. And she said, oh, so how do I do this? Do I run it as a beater? I went, hang on a minute. Haven't you been running this program for a few years? She's like, yeah. I said, how many people have been through? She went, oh, there'll be a few hundred. And with these few hundred, that's sort of people at a, a corporate level who have sold, you know, have brought along teams of people with them. So there's thousands yeah. potentially of people. And I said, yeah. wouldn't you go back to them first? I said, follow up everyone, you know, get those case studies. But it's also an awesome opportunity for you to ask, how are things going? Is there anything I can help with? Yeah, yeah. And just do it without one as well. Just kind of just send a message, see what comes back. Don't expect anything because it's mm. when we, that's when we kind of feel rejection, isn't it? When yeah, we expect totally. you no know, outcomes. Just send it out there without want, just knowing that you're actually getting in touch and doing the right thing and, you know, being a good person. <laughs> and then just see what comes back and you'll be surprised. But, you know, we've done a similar thing here with, you know, the search engine optimization services we provide and we do some social media organic social media sort of posting as well across different platforms and we we're providing two distinct separate services and we thought well why are we doing that why don't we just add more value why don't we put the social media with the seo stuff and put a discount on top and make Mm. that a bit easier and people kind of getting a lot more value for a lower price so that was something that you know we just thought well that was an easy kind of low-hanging leverage type thing to do but there are so many opportunities there in your business. Like you say, a lot of digital dust <laughs> gathering on your computer. Digital dust. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's amazing what can be found in the depths of your computer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's crazy how much you just collect over the years. Good job. We don't collect items like we do digital resources. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get in my front door. <laughs> no, that's right. I'd just be living in junk. <laughs> <laughs> Which does uh, not sound fun at all. No, no, it's a mental disorder. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's not when it's digital. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. I'm when it's digital. <laughs> oh, totally. So you mentioned just before that you've got a new software and, and it's in the e-learning space. Yeah. Now, you had told me about this software quite a few months ago and it's changed to what you originally expected it to be can you talk about the evolution of that because i think that this is something that it's it's not just software a lot of people get caught in the you know coaching programs or products or services that they're creating and get caught like and married to this idea and i think that by you sharing this story will help people to understand you know how to change and listen to the market yeah well i think i mean Online program creation, it sounds easy, doesn't it? I mean, it's just I do a few videos, stick them online, start selling. It's uh, (laughs) unfortunately not that easy. And there's a lot of components to creating and launching a successful online program, as you and I both very well know. 
So with Course Commander, what we thought, well, we could provide the vehicle, the software that makes it very easy for businesses just to chuck up an online program sales page or a landing page and start selling you know, drip-fed type programs or full-blown courses, whatever they want to do. But for us, sort of on an intuitive level, you know, whatever, it doesn't kind of feel right that we're just selling software and we don't have other people kind of filling in the other gaps. So that's where the whole collaboration side of things comes in with, you know, collaborating with yourself on being at, helping people in the whole creation process and, you know, where to source content, how to be confident in front of camera, you know, how to target the right people to send the messages, all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of evolved from what was just basically going to be a landing page builder and an alternative to, say, click funnels or lead pages to more of a kind of, like I said before, an all-in-one landing page website and course uh, program builder, which basically at a time when people need to be getting online and selling their services, you know, in some sort of subscription, you know, format or, you know, need to be doing a program, we feel like we could, there's a massive opportunity for a community here to, you know, bring in other experts, other heart centered experts that can help these small businesses right now, because I think we're going to see a massive influx of people entering this e-learning you know, marketplace um, mm. and thinking, well, I've got to be an e-learning. I've got to have a course. I've got to have a program mm. or I've got to have some, you know, monthly subscription model that delivers my services in a virtual way. So I just kind of feel like, you know, the collective is always greater than the individual and authentically it feels right. And that's what we want to do. Just build a big community around it, which mm. experts complementing one another to help the I call them the small guys, but you know, those just kind of starting out and needing, you know, not just those starting out, but those that need the assistance. Mm, there's definitely a rising collective, definitely can feel that, can see it. People are way more savvy in the internet world now. You know, most of us have been burnt at some time or another. And I think yeah. that you know, as you mentioned right back at the beginning of the interview, that authenticity is what's showing through right now. Um, and I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, it comes back down to, you know, are we serving from here or are we serving from here? Mm. You know, yeah, I think when we all get into business, we're serving maybe a little bit of both, but mm -hmm. the longer you're in business, definitely the more, you know, you're serving from here. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you are serving from here and you're doing it in a spiritual sense from an authentic place, you know, you know that the collective is greater than the individual. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, the, the collaboration side is, I mean, you call it a referral network when you're first starting out, but it's, it's really a team of other businesses. And, and that just, doesn't just go for you know people like yourself and I who are kind of on the you know the expert kind of level it goes for any small business you know any small business starting out and finding their team of collaborators you know how can I help you how can you help how can we help them you know how can we create this sort of mini community mm. with you know between ourselves and I just think the need for that now is greater than ever absolutely I know that I put on my website and it was probably like five years ago that I wanted to be on my yacht celebrating with my clients, not yeah. on my yacht celebrating because of my clients. 
Beautiful. Yeah. And that's something that's always been really important to me is that I wanted to help my clients create freedom businesses so that we could all hang out and have fun together. And I think that the people that, you know, let's call them the gurus that are off in their own little world and doing their own little thing because of their clients. I mean, they're always going to be around. Yeah. But I think that people are a little bit more awake to that. Yeah. Yeah, that they are. And they can sense it intuitively as well. But I just love the fact that, you know, like you said, you're emotionally invested in your client's outcome. You know, you're not doing it because they're just another statistic or payday. It's you're doing it because, you know, that's what gets you out of bed in the morning and making a change and impacting, Absolutely. you know, their lives. So, you know, that's, yeah. if we're not here to do that, then... You know, that's fine, but it's a very shallow existence if that is the case. Exactly. Jonathan, for people that have been listening and really resonated with what you've been talking about, how can they stay connected with you? Well, we're running a community at the moment called the No Fluff Marketing for Awakening Entrepreneurs. No Fluff Marketing for Awakened Entrepreneurs. I can remember the name there. Um, It's right. We'll pop it in the show (laughs) notes anyway. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Uh, So that's just a community. Again, it's just basically what I've been talking about, just community of collaborators and other, you know, businesses in there. And, you know, we have different business theme weeks, different experts talking, doing lives. And, you know, I do a lot of interviews myself through the No Fluff Marketing show that go in there. Yeah, there's just no ego. It's all about helping each other. So that would be one of the best ways just to sort of start out. And um, if anyone wants to give Course Commander the software, the, the landing page website, Course Builder, a software trial or a test drive, as we like to call it, then we can provide a link to, you know, especially for your audience, Samantha, if that's, if that's where they're at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's face it. My audience is definitely (laughs) in the online space. So I've seen the software. I've had a look at it for a while and it's looking great. So I thoroughly recommend heading over to the show notes page, clicking on that link and taking a look for yourself. Jonathan, it's been such a pleasure to have you here today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for adding so much value to the audience. Yeah. Love being on. Thanks again, Samantha. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samantharileyglobal forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at samantharileyglobal forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at samantharileyglobal. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.